You are now listening to the Superhero Education Podcast, featuring Professor Eugene Pitchford and Dr. Steve Gurner. We are real educators tackling the real topics in education. Listen to be informed, inspired, and entertained. With no further ado, here are your hosts to the Superhero Educators Podcast. We want to welcome welcome everyone to the latest edition of the Superhero Education Podcast. I'm Eugene. How you doing, everybody out there? I almost said in America, but how you doing out there, everyone? Steve? America would have been fantastic. Everything's going great on this side. Good to be back with you in the new year. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, oh, yeah, definitely. Happy New Year's to everyone out there listening. Um, we hope that this is a, a magical year. And um, if if I could leave anything with you at the beginning of the show, just put everything into place. Put everything into place for what you're working on. Be prepared. Be ready. And when that opportunity happens, you'll be ready to go. So um, when situations or jobs pop up or tough situations or promotions, you're already prepared. So that's that's my word for the day. Be that's prepared. Good. That's good. It's a new year, new exciting things happening. And then we have same challenges or maybe even new challenges as we talk education world. What are you seeing as the new year? Is is challenges that are that maybe came from last year, but are are bringing the same challenges or issues to the to education? Yeah, man, that's that's a, that's a great question. I mean, you you can go a lot of different ways. Uh, you could look at what's working or not working in a school. You could look at your own personal goals that you have for yourself in school and outside of school. Um, you could look at like from a from a big from a big level. Like, what is a district doing well? What is a district not doing well? And like, where do you fit into that? Where do your students fit into that? Where do the parents fit into that? So there's so many ways you can go. And like, before we turn this on to record, we were talking about like, like a reboot to education after Christmas. Like, like most educators, they, they you know, as much as they deserve their winter break, they are also thinking about when we come back from winter break, like what's going to be different? What am I going to do different? What's a new initiative? Where do I need to improve? Where do I need to maintain? Um, but it's that time where it's almost like the the first day of school for me. So it was always like the first day of school, like starting over. So I, I always looked at it, looked at it as no matter how well I did or or how much I struggled, I always looked at coming back off Christmas break or winter break. I, I always looked at that as like starting off with a clean slate. There is definitely a need to reboot. I like the clean slate, the reboot idea, that illustration. What we're seeing, and, and I, I wrote on this a little bit on on LinkedIn, we're, we're seeing a, a large learning loss yet and the idea that reteaching what school's about. And we said this, we, we knew this was coming for students, but think about this as, as educators too. Do we need to be taught again as teachers how to teach, how to, right? We had that two-year disruption, large disruption, largest disruption in education. And we say students have a learning loss. They need to be retaught how to be in a classroom, how to listen, how to uh, 
finish work, how to be independent, how to be a critical thinker. What about the teachers? Do they need some kind of training or some way to understand again what what it is to teach post-COVID, how to teach now in this world of of newness, I guess, after the pandemic? Or you think that's just, we just regroup and go at it? No, I think you're on to something, but I think it goes beyond the teacher. I mean, I think it, I think you could look at that as teacher's assistants, teachers, assistant principals, principals, social worker, uh, psychologist, counselor. I, I think, I think we all fit in that boat. And I wonder how many, I wonder what percentage will actually say of those adults I just named, wonder what the percentage would be of, yeah, I need to be rebooted. I need more training in this. Or I wonder would the majority of people say, yeah, I got it. We're, we're back to where we were before COVID. And I, I had it. I got it from there. Um, I reflected on this as I was in a school that Eugene and I are in schools constantly in schools and, and around teachers and administrators and, and educational stakeholders. I was in a, I was in a school and as I was walking around, it caught me. I was there right in the morning. So I was able to see the joy of parents dropping off, seeing the students come in, seeing the administrator engaged with the students. It was great. And then as I, as the class started, we're talking, it was either eight or eight 30 and I walked around and I was amazed at what I didn't see. I didn't see the actual lesson being taught. What I saw was a lot of Chromebooks out and a lot of monitoring the classroom. And then I went to another classroom and I saw the same thing in another classroom. And I was at the school probably for about an hour and a half. And I did not see lessons being taught. And that was very interesting to me because it it said, wait a minute, are we are we still teaching just like we're still in COVID yet? We're 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 using the technology and maybe it's independent practice, independent learning, but we need to, if we're not, we need to get back to some direct instructions, some guided practice, some teacher directed learning, our teaching. The teacher can't has to has to take that role. Uh, monitoring around Chromebooks and letting them be independent learners. There's a role for that for a, for an amount of time in the day, but that cannot be your eight o'clock. We just got here fresh, go to the Chromebook and, and I'll monitor what you're doing. Ooh, I know some teachers who will be mad at you. <laughs> I was going to position that as agree, disagree, but I, so, so battle that one or disagree, agree. Where are you at? You know what, Steve? I, you know me, I'm, I always have an opinion, right? And I, I'm usually. You're getting mushy old. on me because you're thinking who's going to listen to the podcast. No, I'm, I'm not. I'm not. I'm just saying. Here's where me and you will disagree. Yes, I. Well, do we disagree or do we agree? I agree that you cannot be over-reliant on. Google Classroom or Khan Academy or um, whatever um, additional educational resource the person may use. So, yeah. So, yeah, theoretically, I agree with you. I agree with you, Steve. Um, but when we talk about reboot, 
For some of our people that came in during COVID, that's all they know. For some of our adults, let me say it that way, some of our adults. And so it, it serves the purpose of the show title, like rebooting, because we if if the technology goes down, then what? And um, I've always felt, and I've said this before here on our podcast, that I feel like I could be great with or without a curriculum. With or without Google Classroom, I could be great because that's because I'm just competitive and I'm going to pull the resources together. Uh, I'm going to explain it in a different way. We're going to get kids active in a different way. We're going to relate to their personal lives in a different way. And so for me, it's a trick question because I've never been too reliant on any, any piece or extra layer of education. So you've been. I've a, always felt like it's I, like I'm the show. You've been a school administrator for almost 20 years. You were a school administrator. You walk around at eight, nine o'clock, and you see mo- teachers monitoring, not not teaching, but monitoring as students are on the Chromebooks. What do you do? Bother you or not bother you? No, it it it. it it bothers me if it's that exclusively. So there's a time and a place for Chromebooks. There's a time and a place Absolutely. for everything. Absolutely. It just it just cannot replace the adult. And we also... Because the adult is the big ticket here. Um, the adult builds the relationships. Like the adult feels the success or, or the pain or the grief or the adult feels the growth. We also and, know in education that... There are certain times, right? So again, technology, I don't think anybody would argue in 2023 that technology doesn't have a role. It's a huge role in education, uh, but it is a resource. And we know too, there's times throughout the day when when it's better utilized. When you have students come right and say, I love your mom, love your dad, and they come into the school. That is a fresh moment. That morning time is precious. That's when I'm I'm going with, my math, my language arts, my whatever value, whatever value you put on those subjects to get, because that's when they're fresh. That's when you have them. Now in the afternoon, when you're talking 2.30, 2, 2.30, maybe that's a better time, not maybe, that's a better time to utilize some of the technology to grab their attention as it's, as it's fading in the afternoon. So there's, there's time and placements in human psychology and human learning, growth and development that we all know as educators as well. So it, it bothers me greatly when I'm seeing this. And I'm not seeing it just at one school. I've seen I saw it at one school predominantly, and then I I watched for it at other schools, and I've seen it more common than it should be. And if the teachers become monitors, your value is gone as a teacher because you can be replaced. All right. So the issue needs do to be. Do you think it's... most teachers look at it that way or administrators look at look? Do you think teachers and administrators look at it the way you just said? No, I don't think they look at it that way. I think they look at it as we're doing the best we can in these circumstances. And it's a lot harder with classroom management. Now it's a lot harder with some of the, the learning loss. So it's extremely difficult in the classroom. So what's happening is because that's all difficult. I need some leeway, and my leeway is we all can go on Chromebooks and I can monitor. I can do that successfully. 
Uh, I can control the classroom better that way. And I can, uh, I, I can figure out what needs to be taught better that way. I can individualize as much as I need to be. But that, that is not teaching. That's not fully what we're calling teaching. If that's teaching, we can be replaced by somebody that we, we wouldn't need a full education, right? A formal education. You could pick somebody that you need and say, I want you to monitor these students. And we could put 40 students then in a classroom and just monitor them with Chromebooks. Hmm. So the value of the teacher, the value of the teacher is I can individualize, personalize, motivate, inspire, make you love science that you normally hate science, make you do word problems in math. I can do all that because I'm teaching you. I can give you an attention getter. I can give you the objectives. I can do some some direct instruction, teaching you some things, motivating you along the way that you're going to want to learn more at home, giving you that homework, checking for understanding, assessing, doing all those things. If we lose all that and we just simplify it to, hey, this this activity or this game on this on this computer, I, I can't be as good as this computer with all their graphics and their great design and everything. So I'm that's more entertaining and better engagement than I could as a teacher. Therefore, I'm not engaging or or trying. And maybe trying. I think teachers are trying. I just think they're we 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 cannot not give up on this point. I think we're at, at this part. I think we're at a crucial point right now. We have to we have to redefine what it means to teach right now. So which leads into where I wanted to go with this of like the rebooting after the winter break. So all educators, regardless of what grade level, what level, like I always looked at the break as the halfway point of the year, even if it's not. And when we came back off the break, I'm kind of assessing like what worked the first half of the year. Like, where do I need to make changes? What changes do my students need to make? What changes does my school need to make? It, uh, identify things that are working. How, how am I going to maintain this? And so I always look forward to coming back off winter break. So I'm going to try some new things out that I had in the back of my mind. You know what? Let me pull that out. Let me pull that out now. Always change my seating arrangements. Always changed the core in the room. Always came back with a, a semi-different theme. When did you take the time to do that? When could when did you have time to reflect on that? Immediately. Like, like, like it didn't shut off just because we weren't at school. So you you were thinking about that as you were driving home. You're thinking about that when you're on break. You're rethinking about that when Anytime, anytime you have a little freedom to uh, to read, reflect, write down some thoughts. So you're doing that outside of the school day. Inside the school day, outside the school day. Yep. I mean, it don't like there's no official time when you think about it. Like it just it's just a collection of time. And well, how, how about you? Like how, what, what do you do during the break? And then how do you come back from the break? I like the break for for more reading. It gives me an opportunity to read where I normally don't have that time. So there's a time when I 
don't do the uh, what I would say the school day curriculum grading planning. I'm just reading for my own professional growth. So I'm I'm getting to books that I I want to read, and they're all tied in the education. But it gives me a time to reboot and give me the the mission of why I'm doing it too. So it it gives me I when you're exhausted or when I'm exhausted or I feel like oh boy this is too much, going into that professional mode of reading. And reading about education gets me fired up again about the purpose, right? The why. And I think we need to start there. We need to understand there's a lot of pressures on on educators now of why are you doing this for the pay when you can go to A, company A, company B, company C and make more? Why are you doing this thing called education? So professional reading is important to give us the why. Why are we in this? Mindfulness, I, I like getting into some kind of scripture reading something again to to think to understand that it's it's bigger than us right so i'd have my christian worldview regrouping on that and then i i do think through what what changes i like to add some spark or something new to engage and i think that keeps myself fresh too it's not only for the students all the time, but teachers need to be excited about it, the classroom and and excited about what they're doing. And how do you do that if if you're doing the same thing every time? So the excitement piece has to has to keep coming. If if the teachers are teaching three sections, right? You can't give the third section a, a not a less excitement than you gave the first two sections that you taught. So how do you keep that fresh? How do you keep that going? I think it's a mixture of adding new material, adding some more attention getters, thinking through engagement. Why would students want to do this? Different projects, different assignments, assessments are always important. It should be exciting, right? Learning, Learning is fun and it's exciting and school is great. I always used to say we both were administrators, right? So when a student would leave the classroom, walk out of the classroom, come down to your office or my office, and you, the first question, like, right, what what are you doing or why are you here or whatever, if that student is is not feeling like they're missing something in that classroom, they're going to always take a walk out, right, because they're going to go, I'd rather just walk out because it's boring, the, the teacher's mad, the teacher's frustrated, and the classroom has to story. be a spot. The classroom has to be a spot that you don't want to miss out. So how do we ma- help? teachers and students realize don't miss out on what's happening in that classroom. It's that good. So I once worked in a building that had, I worked in one building that had like in-school suspension. And this is not about the topic of the show, but this is just a great story to, to illuminate your point. And hopefully it gets our educators, it gets our teachers and principals to think about classroom culture. Um, So I worked at one school that had, um, in school suspensions and the plan was to to decrease outside the school suspensions. And it was just like you said, some kids would rather be in the in-school suspension than in the classroom. And it's not to say they were getting over in the in-school suspension. No, the in-school suspension had structure, rules you knew where the line was safety and the, and the and the person running it the lady running it was no nonsense 
But we noticed we had a bunch of kids who would rather be in that setting than the classroom. So that was a huge eye opener for me. Um, Hard to do as a teacher, very hard to do, but you always have to think and let students and, and more than think, let students know this is the greatest show on earth, right? This is the greatest thing happening in here. So there's curiosity built up. There's creativity. If little Eugene leaves the classroom, you're missing out on the greatest thing ever that's happening right now. That's that's going to keep students in the classroom wanting more if they're getting yelled at, if they're getting told just sit down, if they're told for four hours we're, we're going to be on the computers, sit still. If they're getting talked to for hours without any kind of questions or, or voice, then they will they will disengage and get out, right? Then I need to go to the bathroom four times. Well, you just were at the bathroom. All I need to do is get out, right? Take a walk. It's hard to do, though. Just, hard to yeah, do. Just, yeah, you know, it's just the art of getting out the room. So, you, so um, but that also comes with building relationships, trust, having routines. Kids know that you love them. Um, and it doesn't, it, it, and, and, and there's rigor in the classroom. Doesn't mean you make it easy for the kids or for a building, you make it easy for kids. Um, well, all those things have to, have to be, have, have to be in place. So I'm, I'm glad you, I'm glad you, uh, brought those, brought those points out. Now, Steve, we're talking about the show. We're talking about a reboot. Let's talk about some of our personal goals for the last half of the year. Last half of the school year. Oh, okay. So what, what from January now until May, January to June, January to June, you want me to go first, go first, go ahead. Um, you have a goal to be nicer to your partner, your professional educational partner, Steve, you're going to be a nicer, kinder, gentler person. No, it's not going to happen. All right. Um, my goals are, One, to do things in the evening so I don't have to rush in the morning. You know, it sucks it sucks going to work in a rush. And I felt like a lot of times I was going in a rush. So that's one of my goals, not, not to rush. So whatever I can do the night before, I'm going to make sure I do it. Um, A personal goal. Is to read the entire Bible uh, in 2023. That's a, that's a, that's that's a nice personal point. goal. Um, um, I kind of feel like I took a couple steps back and um, just paused a minute on projects and stuff like that. So this year I kind of want to get back to my old self. Get, get, get back to my old self and if i would want to have fun i had i had fun last semester but i want to have more this year in education so a lot of times the joy factor in education um a lot of educators miss out on that for a number of different reasons and i'm as guilty as anybody else but i want to i want to bring bring joy and have joy in education those are my goals what's yours i like all those goals 
The one that comes to me right away is because I've been working on this for the last week has been trying to do more with organization of using using technology. We're talking technology and Chromebooks, but using technology versus having, I have stacks and stacks and stacks and stacks of paper and create, we both create a lot of ideas and generate a lot of thoughts and projects. And I have them on sheets all, all over the place and file folders and everything. So I've been trying to, over Christmas break, I cleaned up, got rid of lots of things that I thought I needed. And my goal after going through that was put it into a file, at least electronic file, organize it better so you can get back to it. So that that's a hard task for me because I'm constantly creating and building and then it, you'd almost need another person to organize it and, and keep track of it. But that'll be a, that that's a big goal that I have is, so I, at the end when we talk June, I don't want to have 20 more file folders with papers and notes all over. I want to have it all on in electronic format. Writing more would be another goal. As we're doing more and more things, more presenting, more podcasts, uh, I want to get back to more writing as well. As we lead in education, we have to make sure we're up with the research and uh, and the thoughts, and and so the strategy of of writing and and making sure we're we're leaders in that area be important. And then more professional development. There's a lot of ideas that are very exciting that. I believe are needed and have to push out some more professional development ideas and projects. Those are the three that come to mind. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Um, I, I, I like this exercise. It makes me think out loud. And then there's an accountability too, right? If you say it out loud, there's an you accountability. Know so you can say when it's, when it's March, well, how's the organization going, the writing going, the projects. And if I go while well, still working on it, then I failed in some category, right? You have to continue to reboot then again and again. You said something that you said a key word, and this one and this is a personal goal, it has nothing to do with education. But I want to exercise more. I want to exercise more. I want to get in, I want to get in good shape. Like just well, what that more. that does affect though. That does affect sure. that affects mentally your clarity and that affects how you feel, that affects how you interact with others because of how you feel that's that's between that and the and the uh, bible reading that that spiritual growth and the physical growth that all affects uh, that'll definitely affect education absolutely and that's so the listeners out there what are your goals for the second half of the year you know is it is it something with curriculum is it something with classroom management is it something with um pds is it community is it parents is it you know grading papers not letting that stacks get high like grading papers uh, sooner is it knowing what to grade so you don't have a stack um is it getting along with your peers is it asking the principal can you shadow that person to gain leadership opportunities is it to join a educational um networking group 
Maybe it's to eat lunch. Maybe it's to stay later or leave earlier. Is it a, is it a specific child? Is it a specific family? Is there a specific need in your building and in your classroom that's different from everyone else that you just have to lock in on? What's your goal for the second half of the year? This has been a great, I, I like this. Great what I was saying. I, I, I impressed myself. I was impressed. How many times have I said that? I, I'm impressed. It's January, 2023. We had a podcast talking about how to reboot, how to uh, start fresh. I think this is extremely important for everybody because you can pull away what areas you need the most, what areas you need to work on, what areas you need to uh, freshen Everyone up. Everyone needs to reboot. Every every single person in the building. Yes. Great topic. Great discussion. Going back, it's been talk about our education journey. We're on year three of the Superhero Education Podcast. Really? Year three. Wow. Year three. So we started in, in February of 2020. So year three of the podcast. So, and it's going to go strong, going stronger than ever. Feel great about the audience and the engagement piece. So let's have a great 2023. Sound like you just closed out the show. That was great. You took my job away. It's 2023. We're all, we're, it's all going to get mixed up in 2023. We're just going to keep being creative, keep trying new things. I, I like it. I, I, I like it. Shout outs, shout outs, shout outs. Go ahead, Steve. It's, it's 2023. We're going to try new things. And then there's some things that we're going to just keep going back to because they're that good. Professional development, all the opportunities different ways to get engaged with the Center for Urban Education Ministries at www.cuemnational.org. Get engaged with us. Go to the website, get engaged. I want to give a shout out to my partner here, Steve Garner. I don't know if I can say this publicly, so I'm going to try to dance around it. And if he gives yeah, me the dance around it a little bit. Dance around a little bit. So, um, see, how do I want to say this? Congratulations, Steve. Thank you. On a shift in duties. New opportunity. New opportunities. Um, uh, a new pasture to conquer. Um and almost 3,000% sure, a bunch of new blessings. And um, you're going to do well because um, you're super smart and, and you're just good for education. But um, I just love seeing people catch educational blessings. Like, it oh, just, thank you. Thank like you. Even, like, it just, like, even if it's not me, like, I, I feel it is me. So when, when, when my friends... Um, are able to obtain their goals in education, like it makes me happy. So happy for you, Steve. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. 
taking a professional risk, getting outside your comfort level. We all have to do it. Yep. Thank you. Absolutely. Absolutely. So hats off to Steve, y'all. He's he's being modest over here, but hats off to Steve. Thank you. Anything else? That's it, man. It's time to go. All right. We will see everybody in another week. See you. Be great in that classroom. Be great in that school building. Be great in that district. Be great in that network. Be great in higher ed. Be great in daycare. And that's our show. See you. Thanks again for listening to our Superhero Education Podcast. We hope you gained valuable insights and key concepts to battle the chaos and save the day for all students. Boldly transform lives and be a superhero educator. 